0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationship Rules Podcast. I am very excited to have with me today Pamela Chatry. Pamela is a well known business advisor and strategist in uh, the Vancouver area, although she travels um, far and wide with her clients as well. And Pamela has been in business for over 25 years, working with everyone from solopreneurs to multi million dollar business owners and brings with her a lot of um, uh, um, experience in uh, in real brick-and-mortar businesses, as well as service-based businesses. So welcome, Pamela, and thank you for being on
1: our podcast today. Thank you, Janice. It's such a pleasure to be here. And uh, this is a topic near and dear to my heart, so I'm, I'm quite excited to uh, to share some bantering back and forth on all this great relationship piece that you are such an expert at.
0: Thank you so much. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit more detail about
1: what you do
0: and what uh, your work really entails?
1: Uh, thank you. My my work entails uh, supporting businesses as they grow. Uh, and often, what happens with a business is it starts out as a one-person business, and as it grows, uh, it gets and a successful business it starts to add uh, challenges to one person and they need to add two people and three people and often they uh, are running 24 7 and I'm sure any of the entrepreneurs on this call can relate to that so what happens to a growth business is then it it, at, at certain points it's time to stop and take inventory and see what's working and what's not working and to really go back to a planning place And it doesn't have to be a long planning place, but my job can be to go in and um, or meet with the owner or even just on the phone, we can talk about what's working and what needs to be fixed. And then we start to implement um, the plan and it can be whether it's hiring or looking at the systems and processes that every company needs to be a lean, mean fighting machine. And so my job is to really look into the company help the owner put the right practices in place and support them while they're growing.
0: That's amazing and well needed, I I know for sure, from experience. Um, I would say then that um, you probably, as you build out for your clients, as you help them build out their businesses, that you're probably guiding them on how to Pick the right people to join them in their business as support staff or partners or um, just uh, uh, referral, um, not referral partner, affiliate partners in their businesses. So I'm going to take it back a step first of all and ask you, how would you say that you begin the relationship building process with your new business owners that become your clients? Because I'm sure they have to get to a point before they'll work with you that they're ready to do that, right?
1: yes uh, usually they're um, they're tired <laughs> that's uh, often one of the uh, the first symptoms is that they haven't had a holiday in two years and uh, and you know their families are uh, starting to mutiny and uh, you know and even if they are working with um, contractors or uh, having to do any hiring uh, it's usually done by the seat of their pants <laughs> um, you know they they're on the fly and and that's a sure sign that a business is is a growing and B is becoming successful but C really needs to start having the right people in the right positions so uh, yeah so from my perspective I can always one of the first areas we always look at is is around the, what's supporting the people and who are those people okay so for
0: you to get those business owners though to open up to you and be ready for the process that you put them through do you, know, do you notice if you do anything specific to build the trust
1: in you be, to get them to that place? Oh, yes. It's multiple contacts. Okay. Uh, it, it's never just um, walking in the door or just being introduced on the first go-round. Yeah, trust, um, first of all, they have to learn uh, to let go. And so the people that they're letting go to, uh, there has to be an element of trust in there. And that certainly starts with me. If they're going to bring someone in or to walk beside them in the business or behind them in the business, depending Mm -hmm. on the role, it's very much a trust factor uh, and it's the same in hiring. If, if they're going to uh, hire a contractor, uh, it's multiple touches and that's part of the process. What contact do we have? How do we um, build trust? How do we build a relationship? Um, and what are those steps in building a solid relationship with uh, these particular clients?
0: So I'm curious, if you have a solopreneur that you work with, or that, that, um, that comes to you and wants help, and they're looking, they're not sure yet, they haven't decided if they're going to work with you. And then on the other hand, you have a brick-and-mortar business owner who's doing already six, seven figures a year, and they're looking to work with you. Is your process the same or different in terms of how you um, get them to the point of wanting to work with you?
1: I, I think it's, it's simpler with the small single business because there's less departments to look at. There's less hands-in to the company. Uh, often a solopreneur has uh, an accountant per se or they'll have a virtual assistant. Uh, you know, they may have a salesperson that they're working with. So the, my process with a solopreneur can be much faster. Okay. Um, because it's easier to to walk them through the various uh, departments of their company, and you can do a, a fairly quick assessment to see where their struggles lie. In a company that has uh, multiple departments and uh, has grown to a million to you know million plus, mm-hmm. uh, there are multiple departments and there are multiple people. so the process is much slower. And there's also um, an uh, assessment tool that is used um, that gets feedback from the ownership and the management, but is also an assessment tool that gets feedback from the employees and what's working. So it can take uh, a good three to six months in a relationship, in a a bigger organization. And there's also more decision makers.
0: So, before you actually sign on the dotted line and work with them, though, it, it takes that much longer to get them to that place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'm just going to take it off to the side a little bit and ask you where do you think um, you find most of your clients come from? Online, offline, networking, referrals, combination? Which do you find the easiest, you know, sort of? uh, transition from prospect to client, like where they come from
1: or something else? The best referrals for me are that come from, uh, past clients who know and understand my process, who have a very, uh, clear, uh, understanding of the way I work, but also of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the client relationship, not everybody is the perfect client for everyone as we know, you know, there's, there's, Business coaches out there there's consultants there's advisors there's you know you name it there is the help Mm -hmm. out there Mm -hmm. so first it's uh, it's looking at what is the need for the company but it's also looking about fit and in in my case my clients come from past clients for the majority of the time or from people who know me so
0: that usually means they are similar types of people I would guess and therefore the fit is more often than not there
1: you know, if you're talking like the law of attraction type of piece here, um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, many of my clients um, are very different from one another. They have very little in common other than um, they own companies. They have very different styles of working. Um, because I work with companies that have multiple team members in them, um, we call them task forces, uh, it's up to me to adjust my personality to them, not them to me. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily true that, that uh, I attract the same kind of people. No, I may attract um, a certain kind of company, uh, you know, and, and I, that's part of my industry, uh Networking is is you know working with specific groups of people from specific industries, right? But um, from the perspective of uh, uh, liking me, no, that not in the bigger cases, no. Maybe in smaller organizations, but not in bigger.
0: So um, I know I know that you also are an amazing networker, and you have built. You always talk about building community. Mm -hmm. and that to me is the heart of you know relationship building leading to business so in the communities and you've done this many times in different organizations what would you say um, uh, you find the the key piece that makes that work I know it's you you're the common denominator yeah. But what I know you work hard at it, so maybe if I if I put you on the spot here and say, what are three things that you always want to make sure are happening to build those relationships
1: and that tribe? Oh, you know, I think it's it's maintenance. I'm going to say maintenance <laughs> of relationships right out the gates. Uh, I can't uh, tell you how important that is. It, it doesn't matter in what. I mean, you you could go to church and you need to maintain relationships in order to become part of a a congregation. Um, You know, you can become a guide leader and you become part of the guiding community, whatever community means to you. But it's not just coming once and then um, never coming back, or it's not just coming once and... um, and, and not participating uh, a good example I just moved to a new community two years ago and uh, and we were out on Saturday and we went to the farmers market and we did some errands and everywhere I went I knew somebody now <laughs> and my husband is laughing because you know he doesn't know anybody and and he said, okay, we've been here two years and already we can go places and you run into someone that you know.
0: And you're yeah. going, yes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what I wanted. And I've joined a local um, uh, business and professional women's group and uh, and I've stepped up in, into the executive to support them and help them rebuild this organization. And and I'm contri- contributing. And there's the other word. is maintenance and contribution. Um uh, <laughs> You know, again, it's what value are you bringing to your community? And it's not about them supporting me. It's about what can I do for them and how can I help to, um, to build uh, whatever it is that they need to build. Or, you know, I, I volunteered for a golf tournament last summer and I ended up meeting six new people out of it and six new people now have all become um, lunch dates. So, you know, that, that's the whole thing is it's don't make it about yourself. And there's the other thing, you know.
0: Yes, I think you've hit on a couple of really, really big points here. Um, I used to tell my daughter, uh, my daughter um, who's a bit of an introvert, and I used to say to her, um, to have a friend, you must be a friend. And it's kind of the same same thing, you know, uh, in terms of maintenance. You really need to show people that you value them. And that's by reaching out, sending a note, a card, um, picking up the phone. And so by doing that, you're building that relationship and building rapport more and more each time, right? I think yeah. you'd agree, yeah. yeah. And so maintenance and then contribution, so important. I love that because, um, again, when I'm talking to clients who, believe it or not, and sometimes I, I take this for granted, because I'm a networker, I think everyone knows how to network, but that's so not true. And, and it's really about wherever you are, whatever organization you're in, you need to step up and contribute so that people can see can see that you want to be part of the community. They see you, right? You're not just in the back row um, when you come to the meeting or the event. However, you do go more than once, and that's the other piece that you mentioned that I, that I love. I
1: totally agree. Thank you. Yeah. And I'd like to add just one more piece and build off of that is it gives you then if you go take this back to your business relationships, it gives you then a chance to perform. um, And they get to know you and they get to trust you. And they Mm -hmm. see that, you know, if you're going to commit to something, you're going to follow through. They see how you perform in an executive position. Um, Maybe they see how you uh, help run an event, um, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 watch you in action and, and so they go, wow, what a great performer. It built, it builds trust. And then when it comes time to that referral
0: mm-hmm. back
1: to your business, mm-hmm. they're comfortable because they know you by them. Exactly. They, they may not have worked with you, but they've seen you in action. And they've seen you actually, from what
0: you just described, in leadership position.
1: Exactly. Right. And so
0: they can see that you can take charge and and then that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's excellent. So um, (laughs) do you do any um, business development online at all? And if so, on what channel? Um.
1: I use uh, social media as a way for my world to see me and to hear me uh, and to stay connected. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't use it as a marketing tool, uh, Mm -hmm. but I suppose you could say it's a promotional tool. Uh, you know, I, um, my big clients, my bigger clients with the large companies, they're not even on there. They don't, they don't even go there. They have no interest in any time stopping and doing anything like that. Hmm. They, they hire people to do it for them, or, you know, maybe their team leaders are on LinkedIn or whatever it may be They they have a company profile, a very strong company social media presence. Um, so it, it, it doesn't, uh, pay for me to, um, to work with that clientele in that way. Mm-hmm. But what I go back to my community piece and um, you know, if you go away, you're, you're forgotten. So social media for me is an opportunity to um, post blogs, for example, uh, share my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's on my website, but we also do some posting on, on Facebook and LinkedIn of those blogs. Uh, and I'm a, a guest blogger on a couple of other um, different Um, company sites there's opportunities for me to share some expertise in uh, in ways that um, I wouldn't have if I didn't have social media
0: so that makes total sense so you're building your visibility out through the social media channels and people are seeing you again as a person doing going about Mm -hmm. your your days and you're also building credibility through the um, the content that you uh, put out there
1: yes exactly yeah
0: okay that's excellent so um, what advice would you give to to a business owner who they haven't met you yet and they're looking for um, somebody to help them with their business they don't really even know what they need help with they just know they're overwhelmed and and they need to grow to the next level. And now they're looking for that business advisor. It might be you and it might not be. What would you tell them to look for in that person to know that it's a good fit for them? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> hopefully you can handle it. <laughs>
1: um, I would look at it, uh, first of all, as to uh, go back to their business plan. And most people have never done one. Mm-hmm. And usually when they get to this, and uh, we're talking solopreneurs here, when they get to this place of um, uh, working too hard and too much, um, too much business and not enough control, uh, they, and I mentioned earlier, they need to stop. They need to take some time and even if it's just one day with someone who has a long solid track record as a business advisor and I would do my due diligence I would look at it like you're hiring an employee and I would say book a day with someone who really knows their stuff and if you don't feel you can afford that Um, it's really a matter of not understanding your finances of your company. So spending uh, a day with someone who can help you say you can't afford not to stop at this point and analyze your business and do your due diligence. Again, I'm going to repeat Mm -hmm. that. Um, You know, look at this person. How long have they been in business? How many years have they been? What is their client base? Mm -hmm. Um, Look at their history. Would you ask them to give you uh, re- referrals? To, to definitely. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely ask for referrals. Um, what kind of clientele have they worked with? Is there a fit? I mean, maybe they don't uh, work with a small business owner. Maybe it's very big. Um, and, uh, there's an advantage to that because that knowledge can, can translate into, uh, early stage businesses. So don't be intimidated by someone who has only worked with big business. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some really smart advice comes out of, uh, um, advisors to bigger companies. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think it's important to, um, to acknowledge that at, at, at least three times in your first five to 10 years of business, you need to stop. And do business planning and you need to go back
0: that's great advice at least three times in the first ten years of your business that's providing you last that long mm-hmm. and right to make it fit so little that makes sense that if you're if you are you have a better chance of that happening if you do stop and get um, advice and and support yeah, um, strategically
1: to make it. plan, right? What you're yeah. doing, it's like, I always liken it to taking a vacation. You know, most of us do not get on a plane tomorrow and go to Europe and spend $10,000 on a holiday without spending time
0: planning, planning where
1: we're going to visit, where we're going to stay, you know, uh, how much money are these things going to cost mm-hmm. us? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and unfortunately many, many businesses start, they get on that plane without doing any kind of due diligence and $10,000 is actually a very small amount of money that is often spent on a new business and then just pour it down the drain. Right. They don't understand how much the cost of this business is. So, um, so it's, it's good in the beginning, it's good to stop. But I, I, I work with businesses that have been in business, you know, Mm -hmm. a while and, Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, take it a day or two and, and do it, book a strategic planning session, go to a retreat and, and spend two days closeted with someone who knows what they're doing and can give you uh, walk you through what's working and what's not, and then help you make your, your decisions based on sound fact and financial fact.
0: Fabulous. Um, I think that's really good advice. And I think that, um, the, um our audience will definitely have um, uh, food for thought moving forward. So thank you so much. Um, I know that you're a, an avid reader and so I'm going to ask you two questions as a, as a wrap up and then I'm going to ask you um, to let us know how we how people can get hold of you. okay so what would you say right now off the top of your head is probably one of the best business books
1: that you would recommend?
0: And then what are you reading now? And it can be for pleasure or for business.
1: Oh, I I just actually, I've referred this book, I think, a dozen times in the last three weeks as business book. And I'm so excited about it. Uh, It's called This I Know. This I Know. This I Know, Marketing Lessons from Under the Influence. (laughs) That's good. It is. And uh, the author's name is Terry O'Reilly. He is a Canadian author. Um, and he is, um, he was on, uh, pirate radio and television in Toronto and New York for years. And he's also been on CBC, uh, and he is an advertising and marketing guru in every way, shape and form. But the book is written in such an easy, simple, um, fun, lots of stories and, um, and it helps business owners hone in on their key messages. Uh, and he talks about the mistakes that we make as well. And it's a great read. Love it.
0: That yeah. sounds like one I'm going to
1: have to get. Thank you. You're welcome. And what are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading, actually. I'm going on holidays, um, so I'm into holiday reading. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm reading a book, an amazing book called The Art of Hearing Heartbeats. Oh. And uh, it's, it's a brilliant book. Absolutely. Is it a novel? It's a novel. Mm. And, um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And it's just one of those ones that uh, you hope never ends.
0: Oh, well, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
1: so that's my holiday reading that I'm taking with me. And I'm sure I'm going to finish it very quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to um, be on the show today and to uh, share your profound knowledge with us on business and working with business owners. So where can people get hold of you uh, online to if they have an interest in talking to you about their business or just to see what you're about, Where, where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can certainly find me at, uh, at my website, uh, www. Of course, Pamela Chatry. That's C-H-A-T-R-Y.com and uh, on there is uh, lots of business blogs and uh, also I do enjoy doing keynote speaking for business. Um, Love to get up in front of a stage and educate people on some of the key um, uh, tips to success and um, what helps people to uh, move into new levels of business growth. So uh, my bio and uh, there's an application on there as well for that. But yes, reach out, you can uh, see a a new video that I had just had produced just recently that's an award-winning video on there uh, from Roseanne Lambert so um, it's becoming quite a fun website so uh, reach out and I would love people don't need to want to do business with me they can just call me and build community with me
0: and that sounds so much like you thank you so much (laughs) Pamela for your time again and all of that information will be in the show notes as well thank thank you you.
1: and thank you Janice it's been a pleasure uh, spending this time with you and uh, (laughs) from one community builder to the other
0: (laughs) very welcome thank you so much thank you